Welcome, Whovians. This is Woke Doctor Who. This podcast is about race and representation in Doctor Who. If that's not where you're here, bye. But if you are here for passionate discussions about race, gender, sexual orientation, etc., then allons-y. If your kids are any younger than kind of teenaged, this is probably not the place for them. We're not promising to be tame in the future, you guys. Okay, so this is at least a PG-13 podcast. (laughs) At least. Everybody, this is Toya and this is Eugenia and welcome to Woke Doctor Who. So today we are going to be talking about our favorite Mickey the Mickey idiot. The idiot. <laughs> yes. So Mickey is notable as being pretty much the first person of color to step into the TARDIS. Mm. Um, and so you know he's not a companion officially really? but he's yeah. kind of a half companion and yeah. does trips in the TARDIS. So it's really important that we start our conversation with him. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, if you're going to be a podcast about, you know, race and sexuality in, in the TARDIS, why don't we start with the black boyfriend <laughs> of the companion? Why not? Right. Let's do that. And so let's start by talking about how he got the moniker Mickey the Idiot. Yeah. So I recently went back and rewatched some of those episodes. And I think it's funny that in the episode where he gets the moniker, Mickey the Idiot, he doesn't actually do anything that stupid. Yeah. He, in fact, saves the world in that episode. And then the doctor walks back his, you're, you're not such an idiot, are <laughs> right. you? Which there are some disturbing overlays to that. Right. So one of the, the main things that I noticed was throughout those early episodes, um, with Chris Eccleston and, and Rose, yeah. um, there's a lot of competition and yes. a lot of competitiveness going from the doctor towards Rose. Basically, yes. you know, he wants Rose for himself. And so uh, I think that Mickey ends up getting, uh, for lack of a better term, negged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because in the doctor's pursuit of Rose. Yeah. And he winds up being friend zoned by his own girlfriend, right. which is hilarious and awful. <laughs> right. You know, um, and there, and that whole dynamic is, is kind of off-putting to me just because Christopher Eccleston, as we all know, the actor, um, was significantly older than these kind of younger actors. So we had these two who are supposed to be boyfriend and girlfriend. And then this version of the doctor who, yes, we all know that the doctor is impossibly old, but who reads significantly older than them. And he's fighting this, you know, ostensibly teenage guy for the attention of a teenage girl. You know, it it was very, it's very kind of a weird and off-putting dynamic. Right. And I've wondered too about, so Rose is 19 when the series starts. And I've wondered a lot about, okay, like why 19? Um, I, it might be the fact that, you know, it's the earliest acceptable age. Yeah. Close to Where she's technically 18. an adult. Yeah, she's yeah. technically an adult, but still a teenager. Yes. And so that ends up causing, well, that ends up being a reasoning for some of these, um, well, that ends up absolving some of these uh, more sexual yeah. interest kind of yeah. plots. Because she's technically legal. Right. <laughs> 
but she's still very young, which means Mickey himself is probably very young. I mean, they don't really go into it too deeply, but you're thinking of these guys are in their late teens. Mickey is probably no older than 20, 21 years old. Right. You know, so he's a kid and she's a kid. Um, And yeah, so she's technically legal to be pursued by an adult, but it is still a very weird, it's a weird looking dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. So let's unpack a little bit about who Mickey is. Yeah. So we have this guy and we see him um, in our very first glimpses of him. We see him kind of as this goofy, fun guy. He literally does a Michael Jackson impression. It's adorable. I, I love that moment. I actually... Recently, when I watched that episode, I rewound it a couple times to watch it again because it was just so cute. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, yeah, we just first kind of see them goofing off together, having a, a nice little moment together as boyfriend and girlfriend. Right. Yeah. And then um, from there, of course, things get serious. Yes. Um, one of the things that I was noticing is that, um, I don't know, how would you define Rose's and Mickey's relationship? <sighs> I mean, what what is so kind of sad a little pitiful to me is that it seems to me very clear that mickey is way more into her than she is to him so he's technically her boyfriend but even from the beginning before she's in way too deep with the doctor it seems that she kind of brushes him aside almost he kind of like a fly like he's a little bit of an annoyance towards her which i mean i understand we've had we've both had boyfriends that you know they're kind of naggers and you kind of brush them aside but yeah it seems right from the beginning that he cares about her and he's way more invested in her than she is in him and in their relationship because at the very first offer to run away from it to abandon her entire life including him and the romantic relationship she has with him she doesn't even give it a second thought she's like yeah all right fine right and she literally runs away from mickey literally Literally leaves him in the street (laughs) like like, bye and runs off yeah (laughs) it's ridiculous and one of the things that i noticed on you know however many times i've watched this like eighth time we'll say um through the very first episode is that she shies away from his kiss and Mm -hmm. his hugs yeah quite two or three times yeah in the first you know even before meeting the doctor she always already shies away once and then thereafter she shies away at least twice that's weird to me i mean that's not weird but i mean that's something that makes me feel really sorry for mickey just automatically and that's you know when we find out later about you know how kind of an abandoned soul he is yeah um, it really kind of makes me mad at Rose. I'm it like, does. Yeah, it makes me not you? like her too much for right. the way she treats him. And so, yeah, there's there's this signal right from the beginning that Rose already has one foot out the door of this relationship. And so that it didn't take much to push her over the edge. Any sign that she could get out of it, she was ready to take it. Yeah. Right. And so I think anything it didn't have to be the doctor anything that could have been an escape route she right. would have taken she could have joined a punk band yeah anything <laughs> anything that allowed her to get away and i don't think it's necessarily just from mickey so i don't want to make it seem like she was fine with everything else in her life and she just hated him but i think she just was not happy uh or satisfied with the way her life was going in general and he was a big part of that and so right. she was ready to get away from it um, right. at all costs so right. 
Right. I agree. And um, from there, we also have the fact that even when he joins, Mm -hmm. like even once he joins up, because remember at the very beginning, the doctor does give him an offer like, hey, come with us. You know, you'd be great. And he, for all the reasons that the doctor instinctively gets, which I actually do like, um, he decides not to and eventually does. Um, And even once he's there, there's... It's interesting to sort of look. I mean, I think that we've seen this dynamic play out a couple times even since this of the second the boyfriend comes onto the TARDIS, the girlfriend, you know, the companion girlfriend is like, oh, I don't. Oh, yeah. You're ruining it. Yeah, it sucks now. Yeah. And, and I, I actually felt some competitiveness between him and Rose now once he joins the TARD, you know, joins the TARDIS team because she's been doing this thing and she feels very special for being allowed to do this thing. And now Mickey is here and like, yeah, ugh, you've, uh, <laughs> you've yeah. ruined it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, she wants, she's desperate, lo- desperately looking for something that makes her special. Right. And something in her life that is hers. And once he comes aboard, it's now this isn't just my thing right. anymore. And, and it makes it seem like she also thinks of Mickey as an idiot. Like all of a sudden, if he's aboard, it's not quite as special you right. know, with him along. Right. And I think that that sort of, well, this is mine. Yeah. Ends up, you know, like, again, Mickey ends up being our poor abandoned soul. Yeah. You know, that the second he has an opportunity to do the same thing Rose did, to leave the life that was clearly not good for him, but he was in there, he was in it because, yeah. you know, he, because of love, because of caring, because of all the, the, you know, the things that keep people, keep people together. The second he had an opportunity to do, to, he left. He left. The universe with, um, Rose's father still alive. Yes, right. Um, he ends up there. And it's very interesting how, like now going back and looking at it through this lens of, oh, poor abandoned soul Mickey, like how upsetting some of those things in that episode were, yeah. like him seeing his gran again and um, him, you know, sort of coming to the realization that there's nothing left for him. There's nothing for him yeah. in his original life. Right. Yeah. And um, that's that's very sad. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'd almost... I'd almost at this point, you know, we've said it a couple times. I'd almost give him the uh, moniker of Mickey the poor abandoned soul, yeah. not Mickey the he idiot. Is. Yeah, he's Mickey the orphan. Mickey the orphan. You know, he has yes, he has his grandmother, um, but his grandmother is here. You know, and he has no parents, which we'll talk about a little later about how Mickey has no parents. And it seemed like Rose was, was the thing that was holding him to that life. Yeah. You know, he had at least this person who he had a connection with, that there was a real relationship. There was something strong and solid in his life in that relationship with Rose from his perspective. And as soon as that relationship was over with, then it's like, okay, so why am I even, why would I even go back? Why would I go back to right. that life? And so we see him, like we, we assume that he's over there in the alternative yeah. Uh, alternative, yeah, that's alternative, alternative uh, <laughs> universe um, uh, over on Bad Wolf Bay or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, doing good, fighting Cybermen, fighting mm-hmm. Daleks, whatever. And then he gets another opportunity. He gets yeah. another opportunity, uh, opportunity to leave. Basically, he sees, you know. Jack mm-hmm. and he sees Martha mm-hmm. and they have their awesome life working with Torchwood and Unit and he goes, Hey, maybe I gotta be over here. Yep. And that moment of him walking away from the TARDIS 
like arm in arm with Martha yeah. and Jack. I was like, oh, he finally got yeah. his ending. This I love is the that. ending yeah. he deserves. This is fantastic. He looks like he has a family now. Yes. And that's, you know, or, you know, the chosen family, not yes. the, you know, people that raise him. And then um, I, I love that moment so much. Yeah. I think that that was so great for him. And just to know that in the end, he wins. Like in the yes. end, he, he winds up with love and, you know, a family and something strong for him. Um, with two of my kind of favorite characters anyway that makes me so happy although there's a part of me that's like of course the two black people (laughs) together but I love that I love two people who walked away from the TARDIS who were like yeah this is not the this isn't the thing for me this isn't what I choose for my life anymore they wind up finding each other right you know and it really kind of makes you wonder what a pill rose must have been over there stranded with her Mm. family you know so with jackie and her father and mickey how awful and how undurable she must have or how what is it unendurable she must have been um over there going like pining for the doctor because clearly she still was yes and so yeah it really really makes you wonder what their home life was there I'm sure she was she was more than a pain. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And thereafter you see um once Mickey comes back, you know, before he decides to leave again, um that he has ultimately a closer relationship with Jackie than yes. he has with Rose. Yes. And that's such a strange sort of especially since, you know, we st- we saw how their how their relationship was Started. portrayed at the beginning. Yeah. 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 And so that's a really interesting one. Yeah, I think You know, when you're a kid who has lost your parents and we don't even know really what happened to Mickey's parents, do we? Like, we don't know why he doesn't have parents, but I think she just became kind of a a mother surrogate for him. Um, And so she kind of became his family. But I could see him being so in pain by the way he was treated by Rose that 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 relationship kind of gets severed and never quite put back together which right. is totally fair like she treated him badly she did Jeez. what is rose i mean so here's the thing that you know we've talked around rose and mm. how much you know her as a character and how much the fan base loved her she's yeah. the first companion how how she's really led to some not so great stories and yes. not so great implications for the first like people of color on the show. Yeah. And that's, that's very strange because she is pretty much universally loved. Yes. And that's so strange to me because when you actually look at her actions, she's kind of a jerk. Yeah. The character of Rose, actually, I don't particularly love. Like I actually love the actress, Billy Piper. I like Billy Piper a lot, but Rose, I I don't particularly love. And it's for that reason that I think Rose is a jerk. Now, Keep in mind, though, Rose is a 19 year old girl when we when we start. And so at that age, nobody really is thinking that deeply about how your actions are going to affect the lives of others. So I don't know that I think that Rose was intentionally being awful to Mickey so much as she was choosing herself all the time and just not thinking like she just didn't think at all about how it was going to affect him. Right. And that's a fair point. And it's really interesting. It's such an interesting dichotomy between um, how she is to all the random people that she yes. meets on the show. She's so open hearted. She's so generous yes. with them. She's so loving with them. Even she towards is, Daleks. Even towards Daleks. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, Literally but not don't... loving to her, an, her actual right. boyfriend. Her actual boyfriend, her yeah. actual family. Yeah. Like, you don't see her actually be nice to them, even though she's nice to everyone else. And there's something triggering in that for yeah. me because, you know, um, so this is a little bit of depth into uh, borderline personality disorder and bipolar. Mm. A lot of times the people they treat the worst, well, this is less bipolar and more borderline personality disorder, but though the people they treat the worst are the ones the closest, closest ones. to them. Yeah. And just because they're trying to force them to stay, but then trying to push them away at the same time. Yeah. And I, you know, the more I watch how Rose is to the others and then to her family, I wonder if there's a little bit of that borderline narcissistic personality disorder thing with her. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, and then you say, okay, so is she a narcissist or is she just a teenage girl? Yeah. Like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> teenage girls are jerks. Like <laughs> I've been one, you know? And so, and I, I look back on myself at that time in my life and I think that there are some really awful choices I made as far as how the things I did affected the people who were close to me, um, boyfriends and, you know, just and it was for me choosing myself like I wasn't doing anything intentionally to harm them. But I thought to myself, oh, no, like, for instance, being at college. Oh, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna dump my boyfriend now because I'm at college. And there are new guys. <laughs> right? Which is kind of which is how she Rose? did. Yeah. yeah, the TARDIS was her college, basically. <laughs> so she's like, Oh, no, there are new dudes. And not only just the dude on this TARDIS, but I have access to men across all of time and space. And I'm getting rid of this boyfriend. Like, <laughs> Because he was a part of that life that she didn't want anymore. Right. And so there was no way to get rid of all of the other boring parts of her life and maintain that relationship with Mickey. There just wasn't there wasn't a way to do that. And if she would run away from her mother with no thought, you know, of course, she's going to run away from Mickey with that much thought to it. Right. Yeah. And I had just have to say that I'm going to need a sweatshirt that says TARDIS College established yes. 1956 <laughs> or whenever it is. Yes. I think yeah. I need it. That That's a great idea. Okay. We claim that. We Don't claim anybody that. else Nobody try else to do that. Nobody else do it. That's ours now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All so. right. So let's, we're now going to talk about the fact that from here on out, we're actually going to have segments on Woke Doctor Who. So we're very excited about having actual real life segments. We feel like big girls. This is our very first real episode. <laughs> I know. This is kind of scary. Yes. <laughs> it's like going to college. It is. It is. You are all in the TARDIS college with us right yes, now. Yes, you are. So we are going to uh, move on to our segment um, about stereotypes and how they're inherently part of the show yeah. called Don't Blink. Yeah. All of our segments have really good names. Yeah. We're proud of ourselves. We like them. <laughs> even, if, even if some are a stretch. You'll like them. We You'll promise. like them. Come, just come along with us. <laughs> just, yeah, just just be with us here. All right. All right. So, um, so this is a show that you know we all know there are going to be things that you don't put a lot of time around explaining. Yeah. And so there are a lot of snapshot things that you're supposed to get instantly. Oh, this is because of this, mm-hmm. and you know, there's a lot of societal messaging in that. Um, and I think that. Uh, one of the more, the first time I saw this on the show was, um, Mickey's implication in Rose's disappearance. Yeah. He was brought in, he was brought in, I think he said five times for questioning. And of course, he's the boyfriend. Yes. However, he is also the black boyfriend boyfriend. of a blonde white girl. Yeah. And there are so many implications around that. Yeah. And we've seen this dynamic on other British shows. And so it's something that I feel like, you know, maybe British people see and they go, oh, yeah, it's just like, 
like whatever. Right. But um, especially since they both read as part of the same class, they're right. sort of that lower, lower middle class, yeah. like working class, uh, working folks. class. Yeah. And so um, I think that, you know, they naturally put them together. But there's something really disturbing there. Yeah. Yeah. And again, we are two girls from America, right? So we are American people and looking into this show, right? So lots of times people will say, well, no, over here, it's more class based. Well, for us here, you know, that has racial implications. The first thing we see is this black man has been accused of doing something harmful to this white woman, right? You know, that's immediately how it read to me. And the fact that, of course, Mickey knows he didn't do anything wrong. But how do you explain to people? Oh, no, no, I saw her run onto a spaceship. Like, there's yeah. no way to explain to someone that you're not a part of her disappearance. Right. Yeah. And they really gloss over it. Like, yeah. yes, it's something like it's that's, not a big deal. Right. It's something that's really personal, personally upsetting. Yeah. He, he was brought in for questioning so many times. And then she comes and, you know, even accused directly several times yes. by, her mother by her mother and like essentially persecuted over and over again for something he knows he didn't yeah. do. He has evidence he didn't do, but nobody's going to believe that evidence. Right. right. Um, and so it's, it ends up being this, I don't know. It just grosses me out. Yeah. It really grosses me out because, um, you know, you wonder if he was white, you know, and would in, he in have the US, been questioned yeah, so much? Like, yeah. Uh, again, we're coming from a very American perspective, but in the U S would he have been request questioned so repeatedly? Yeah. And, and the fact that, Rose herself glosses over it. Yeah. Like when she pops back up and he's like, are you kidding me? They thought I killed you. You know, they have been persecuting me. And she's kind of like, ah, you know, she she blows it off. And so for her, it's been a short period of time in her mind. But there has been what, like a year or something that she's been gone. Um, And so this man has been repeatedly harassed for a year because everybody thinks he's done something to her. Right. And she blows it off. It's not very important. Right. And she comes back and spends time with her mom watching what's going on in like the, what is it? 10 Downing Street? Yes. Is it 10 yeah. Downing Street? Yeah. Yeah. Is that where the prime minister? Yeah, I think yeah. so. <laughs> Shows how much we know right. about. Like, yeah. oh, well. <laughs> British government. Eh. Um, and so... Yeah, so she's sitting there, even after she comes back, yeah. she she cares so little about Mickey, and this yeah. goes back to our, like, Rose is kind of a jerk and or a teenage girl, yeah. um, uh, <laughs> i.e. Um, and so, you know, she sits for a while, hanging out, like, touching, like, getting back in touch with her mom, yeah. and doesn't even think about Mickey, who has literally been through hell yeah he's been through hell because he knows he well he has an idea of where she is he doesn't technically know (laughs) where she is but he knows that he hasn't done anything to her and so this man has he has been through hell and has no way out of it until she pops back up and it's kind of like okay that's it like you don't you don't care at all about the fact that I've been <laughs> persecuted you know there's and it she never even gave it a thought she never even gave it a thought no yeah so yeah, Rose is Rose is an idiot. <laughs> Rose is Rose an idiot. Rose the idiot. Rose that's the idiot. Yeah, that that's fair. Yeah. That that's actually a fair moniker. Yeah. She actually did some idiotic things mm-hmm. to people that she supposedly loves. Yeah. So well, I mean, uh, and even outside of that, she's done other stupid. Oh things. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like reawakening a, a a Dalek. That's not good. Oh, that's God. not good. Yeah, at all. She just wanted to love the Daleks. Yeah, she did. God, you don't want to love your boyfriend, but you want to yeah. love the scariest monsters in the universe. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? 
Right. And it's so there's a part of me that wonders, like, you know, is this another thing we can read race into how how nonchalant she was about Mickey being in her life, you know, and and so this is this is a disturbing thing that we see a lot in the U.S. Yeah. Um, where uh, the second a brother gets some money, he he gets a white chick. Yes. And so the idea that even though they're in the same class, they're the same age, they like each other as friends. She is there anything that that well, it seems like she's regarding herself above him. She's the yes. prize in this relationship. Yes. And yeah. so he should be happy that she like deigns to spend time with him. Yes. Or yeah. He should be happy. Yeah. That she deigns to spend time with him. Yeah. And, and I feel like she, she treats it that way and the doctor treats it that way. You know, so from the very beginning, he kind of puts Mickey in this position as being beneath Rose because he thinks that Rose is good enough um, to be his companion, to come with him, to spend time with him. But he refers to Mickey as an idiot. So it's kind of like you have this sucky life, this idiotic boyfriend. There's nothing great here, you know, and he puts he puts himself above Mickey and therefore puts Rose above Mickey. Um, and so, yeah, I do think that there's some there's there's some way to see it as she thinking of herself as a prize that um, Mickey has won or that, you know, he is, he should be glad that she even bothered to be his girlfriend (laughs) to begin with. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Well, it is, it is terrible, but you know, again, maybe I'm being a Rose apologist, which I absolutely cannot believe that I'm actually (laughs) apologizing for the blonde uh, white chick. But I do think some of it is, you know, she's just she's young and there is some degree of being a jerk. Right. That comes with being young. Yeah. So, yeah, there it's both. Yeah, <laughs> it's both. We'll leave it at that. All right. All right. So. All right. So our next segment is going to is going to be called from here on out. Are you my mummy? Isn't that clever? You guys. <laughs> OK, we feel very clever about that. All right. So are you my mummy? Those segments are always going to be about family and um, the way family shows up in the episodes of Doctor Who. So for this one, we want to talk about, oh, quite a few things. But let's start with a Mickey's grand and the fact that he has no other family that we've ever been introduced to. So Mickey is an orphan. We don't know why he's an orphan. Like I don't think it's ever been explained why his parents are out of the picture, but from the very beginning, it is Mickey and his grand um, as his family. And as a black woman, I never once blinked at that. Like I've come across, I've come across that so many times that so many of us um, have been raised by our grandparents for various reasons, Family members have died. Family members are in prison. Family members are unable to take care of the kid for uh, other reasons. Maybe you are drug addicted or um, you're unemployed or underemployed and can't afford to provide housing or whatever other things your child would need and so forth. And the child winds up with the grandparents. And I never gave it a second thought that Mickey did not have parents. Um And it wasn't until actually just today when Eugenia and I were talking about it before we started recording that I said to myself, I can't believe that it never occurred to me to say, why doesn't he have parents? And this is a thing like it was never it was never a thing 
for me, but I think that's because of my lived experience and how many people in my life and in my community have been raised by their grandparents for whatever different reasons. Right. And it's interesting to think about that in light of, you know, this very well-documented issue, well, several Mm well-documented issues in the U.S. with excessive incarceration, mass incarceration of black men, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the uh, the forced upon uh, like drug epidemic yes. ideal I, I, ideas of what's mm-hmm. ha- affecting black communities um, and then port that over to the British society yeah. which we're told doesn't care doesn't think so much about race thinks more about class yeah um, but if these issues are still prevalent so you know these if, if grandmas are still raising their grandkids yeah. over there in in the UK some of this stuff Some has, of this to, be has happening to be happening there. there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's really strange to me that um, the conversation continues to cut out race, you know, yeah. when we see, you know, the absolute equivalent of what's going on here mm-hmm. for very distinct psychological, uh, sorry, sociological reasons. So- yeah. So- sociological. Reason. Yeah, yeah, sociological, societal yeah. reasons. Societal like, reasons, yeah. yeah um, here and think, well, that's probably not a problem in the UK. It has right. to be. Yeah, but if it was set in the US, that's automatically mm-hmm. how it would read to me that, you know, Mickey's parents are probably incarcerated or, you know, S- Mickey's parents probably died as a result of some form of violence like that is exactly how it would read to me um but it never comes up like it's just not a thing that mickey's you know we don't even talk about mickey's parents we go very much into why rose's mom is a single mom right Mm -hmm. but we never talk about why his parents aren't a part of his life and the funniest thing is in the very first episode um or maybe one of the, I'm not sure if it's the first or one of the first one ones. of the first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they kind of blend together now right. at this point. Um, one of the first episodes, Rose does mention, oh, are you at your mom's to Mickey? Mm. And they never follow through on that thread from there right. on out. You know, the mom disappears out of the picture and, and just grand. raised. By, and he says, yeah. you know, I was raised by my grand. Yes. Yeah. So. So, yeah. What happened to Mickey's mom? So at some point he actually had one. Yeah. And she was alive. Right. Right. But we never talk anymore about her. We don't um, say, okay, well, I don't live with my mother because like it just never comes up. Right. And so Mickey just has this lack of family. And once his grand is gone, then what? So he really is kind of adrift in the world. He's an orphan. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think that, um, you know, so much of who he is as a character is, of course, shaped by that. Right. You know, how much that he's sought um, family in yes. all of his other interactions with, with everyone around him. You know, you right. could even make the argument that even at the beginning, I mean, I think J- Jackie's a mom to yes. everyone. Yes. Uh, and so... <laughs> Oh, God, I'm going to say something terrible. Mom to everyone, MILF to some. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we've seen. Right. We've seen some moments there. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, she ends up, you know, even after their initial um, issues, yeah. taking Mickey under her wing. Yeah. And he kind of becomes, a, you know, an adopted son of hers. And I think, yeah, Mickey is always out there. He's looking for family, you know. And I think that's why he held on to Rose kind of so tightly, even though she clearly wanted out of this relationship. Like he's looking for some stability. He's looking for a family, which he eventually finds. Yay, Martha. Um, But yeah, I think that poor, poor Mickey, like he's just kind of out there and he's adrift 
he's adrift in the world. I think it is funny, though, that you uh, brought up Jackie and the fact that she's a mom to everybody. And, and at some point, I guess maybe it was David Tennant's version of the doctor where he says something about, you know, her being old or something like that. And she goes, I'm 40. <laughs> and I'm thinking back on that and watching these episodes and how she kind of read as older to me. And then I'm thinking to myself and I'm like, I'm 38 years old. <laughs> like I could be <laughs> like, Oh God. And, and, and so there's the doctor when she's in her, her dressing yes, gown. And she's kind of like, Oh, gown. I'm in my dressing gown. And he's like, yeah, okay. And he's attracted to her daughter, which yes. is the worst. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting all off topic. Yeah. We're supposed to be talking about Mickey, but I just, I needed to bring up that moment of ageism. Like it irritated the heck out of me yes. because I'm like, Hey man, I'm still young and sexy. So if I'm young and sexy, then Jackie is young and sexy, dude. All there. right. All right. We're all off topic. But... There. No, it's okay. It's like, so there. It's like at 40, you're still young and sexy, dude. Which, right. Yeah. I'm sure my kid totally disagrees with that but we don't care what she thinks about that <laughs> we don't care uh, okay so back to mickey yeah <laughs> and looking for a family right yeah so yeah i think that that mickey does kind of look for a family set up there and they he holds on to them which makes it even more awful the way he's pushed away by rose because rose has to know that you know we don't if they're already boyfriend and girlfriend, this is not somebody she's just met. She knows mm -hmm. about his life and she must know that he kind of feels adrift in the world. And for her to just leave him and run off knowing that he doesn't have many other people in this world is just, it's just cruel. It's a right. cruel thing it's to do. It's so cruel. Yeah. She's so mean. She's yeah. such a jerk. <laughs> right. But I mean, I think that I, I wonder, I worry now that we're discussing, you know, this idea that he's an orphan. What does it mean that you, the first black person, the first person of color on this show as a regular named character, yeah. has no ties around him, has no family yeah. around him, you know, that either biological family or because, you know, in our world, in that that world, um, his grand has passed. So yes. he has nobody. nobody. Yeah. And then he tries so hard to seek family out everywhere. What does it mean that this black man, the first black man on the show is just alone. Yeah, he's alone. He's alone in the world. Um, yeah, it, it, it bothers me so badly. And, and the funny thing is that, and this is going to kind of ride the line into the next segment, but we'll go even further then. But I don't even get the feeling of romance between him and Rose. And this is supposed to be her boyfriend. Even in the beginning, they read like siblings to me. You know, even though this is ostensibly her boyfriend, there's kind of that, you know, they're, slapping at each other kind of little bantery thing and then she she reads as if he's her annoying brother she never reads as if this is this is my boyfriend this is somebody that i'm attracted to that i'm in in love with she seems close to him but not in the way that you would expect somebody to be close to their romantic partner it does it feels more like a a sibling relationship right. than it feels like a romantic relationship right and i think that he might he might know that yeah. at some point kind of in the back of his mind. But since he so desperately wants to have a connection to somebody, even that is enough for him. Yeah. Like there's like the fact that she loves him and wants to be with him at all um, is enough for him to hold yeah. on to. Yeah. That yeah. might be part of the appeal. Right. 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 That is he that... feels like I've been pulled into a family, even if this is the way, you know, the way that he's been pulled into a family. Right. But since we're already talking yes. about that, 
Why don't you take us into our next segment, Eugenia? <laughs> so we are going to uh, move into our segment about sexuality, which we've titled Alonzi Alonzo. <laughs> I love saying that. <laughs> which is one of my favorite Jack moments. Yes. Is when he's like, hey, Alonzo, <laughs> who we've seen before. Yes. Just like, hey. That was like, nice. Hey. Doesn't he literally say, hey, sailor? <laughs> I do. <laughs> And I was like, as David Tennant's doctor is going around wrapping up life, right. like that was a wonderful thing to do for Jack. <laughs> that was wonderful. Yeah. Anyways, so um, we know that he ends up with, we know that he, sorry, we know that Mickey yes. ends up with Martha. Yes. And um, it looks great. Like they even show affection yes. towards each other and you can tell they have a sexual relationship yes. amidst a battle. Like, right. Because yeah. that's when you would show your loved one that you of love course. them. Yes. Like, hey, we might die. Okay. Love you. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there is, there's a spark yes. between the two of them immediately. And you can read that. Like, you don't have to have the entire backstory of Marthy, Martha and Mickey. I was going to say Marthy. Marthy. That is their, that is their celebrity <laughs> couple name. Yes. They're Marthy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's better than Micah. Yeah, okay, no, so, that's no, <laughs> like, nope. Marthy. Yes. <laughs> so you can actually see between them that there is love and, you know, lust and romance. Like it feels very passionate. It feels like a romantic relationship just in that fleeting moment between the two of them. Like there's something in their eyes. There's so, so much chemistry between the characters and the actors like in that moment that you never get between Mickey and Rose. Right. Because even at the very beginning, like we've said, Rose wanted something else. And yes. it was very yeah. clear. And so you wonder, I mean, they probably had a sexual relationship and as yeah. much that, as at that like, age, yeah, yeah, at that probably. age you have them. But yeah, there was no deep connection there as e out beyond maybe friends and yeah. pseudo sibling relationship. Right. And so it's really gratifying to see him end up with Martha, who I, okay, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say she's the prettiest companion and no like i'm yeah. not i do not accept anyone arguing with me that she is not because she is she me. is she's the prettiest she companion so he, he ends up getting the prize and that's really fantastic because so much of his time on the show you see this character if you if you care at all about this character you see him struggle to define himself yes you know you see you know you know that he's a brilliant hacker he mm -hmm. can fight he can do all this stuff but he learns that he's these things yeah, because even at the very beginning, you know, with his hacking skills, he knows he can do it, but he he's not sure of himself. Yes. Like, so he doesn't have that kind of confidence. You see him freaking out at the computer, like when the doctor is literally giving him nuclear launch right. codes, like he's like, oh, my God, I can't. And so and then you see several like you see iterations of him where he's more and more confident in his hacking ability and mm -hmm. his fighting ability. When he first ends up showing up on the, in the um, alternate universe mm -hmm. and meets his, his crew of marauders, yes. you know, he's, he has no idea what's going on. And so, and then he me meets Ricky Right. And Ricky is who, who Mickey could, could be. be. That's right. You know? And so the version of Mickey that we see with Martha is Ricky. Is Ricky. Yeah. 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 Because he, this is who Mickey could be with just some encouragement, right. with just somebody who supports him and believes in who he, who he is. Yeah. And I wonder how much of Mickey 
is because of the messaging he's been given, uh, you know, around his entire life. So a kid who has all of these latent abilities, right, that he's he can be really smart and he can be really strong and really brave and very fierce. But this is a kid who's alone in the world. This is a kid whose own girlfriend doesn't even want him. This is a kid who's been on the receiving end of suspicion for a, a, in a really long period of time. This is a kid who runs into some kind of super being in the form of the doctor. And this super being calls him an idiot from kind of his very first interactions with him. And so how much of Mickey not living up to his rickiness <laughs> is because of, is because of, the circumstances he grew up in, right? And that if he had grown up in a different environment, one where he was in the middle of a very stable and loving family, the one where he was loved and cherished by his girlfriend, one where he was introduced to the super being and the super being said to him, hey, you're kind of clever and cool. Is that who he would have been in his life if he had been given the opportunity and the support? Right. right. And we know the difference. You know, we yeah. know the main factor of difference between Mickey and Ricky is that Mickey didn't have his grand. Right. But Ricky did. But Ricky did. And um, it's interesting because, uh, you know, you have to be very confident in who you are as a person to be in a loving relationship mm -hmm. that's a good relationship. Yes, right. Otherwise, it's just self-destructive or mutually destructive and right. it's not good anyways. So you have to have some level of self-awareness and self-knowledge. And, you know, Mickey is not the first black man that has been told by society, by the people around him, that he's nothing. That's right. And yeah. that's, um, you see that in Mickey. You yeah. see that he's being told or he's, he's not being told either. He's being told he's nothing or he's not being told that he's, he's worth anything. Yeah. And when you have, when you see the flip side of him, when you see the Ricky with the gran. Yes. No doubt. You know, we, we know what grandmothers are like yes. and we know what his grandmother is like. She makes very clear the first time right. you see her just what kind of, Amazing she is. fire yes. brand. Yes. Who, very loving, but, but very, yeah, yes. but very fierce. This grandmother would probably tell, you know, Ricky, not only his own shit, right. you know, like, but would tell him where his value is. Yes. Yeah. And, and would have high expectations of yes. him that he, she would have expected him to live up to. Right. Yeah. And so I think that you really, um, like that is what enables him to yeah. be there and be a whole person when he reaches Martha. Yeah. Would Ricky have even dealt with Rose? Right. Oh my God, I don't think and so, <laughs> right. Because I don't think, I don't think Ricky would have been the one who was be, you know, bewailing the loss of Rose. Like right. he'd be like, this chick isn't, like, <laughs> she isn't even worthy. Right. Right. And so what I love about Mickey is that he chooses to take that life, mm -hmm. right? That he he now has the opportunity to be this person and he says, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And so that's all it took. All it took was the opportunity. The opportunity and the expectation that you can live up to this was all it was necessary for Mickey to say, yeah, I can absolutely do this. Right. Right. And there's some fear that comes with kind of leaving your comfort zone and doing something different. But he had already done something brave and heroic. And he's just like, all right, 
like I've been a hero and I can be a hero for the rest of my life. And I love that. I love that about him that he's like, I'm taking on this life. Yes. And I'm going to do something great with it. And we see that he does like he becomes great and grand. And it's the same thing that Martha does later on where she's like, I can be a hero. You know, I can save the world. I can do this. And she does. And she sets off to do it. And somehow these two come together and become awesome, even more awesome together, which is great. Definitely talk more about Martha. Yes. You know, yes. (laughs) That episode's going to be long. Yes. She's one of both of our favorites. (laughs) So there will be much to say about Martha. Yes. But I mean, you see what can be possible with a strong family background, you know, and when he, when Mickey finally gets that, well, you see it through Martha. Yes. And when Mickey finally gets it, it's like he catches up. Yes. You know, and that, that's what allows him to be awesome. It, it allows him to be yeah, great. Yeah, let's revise. Like, okay, so Mickey goes through several iterations. Yes. He starts at Mickey the Idiot, mm-hmm. and then eventually we realize he's Mickey the Orphan, Mickey the Poor, yeah, Abandoned the Poor soul. Abandoned. And then, so how would you define the Mickey that we end his run on the show with? Oh, wow. I think he becomes Mickey the hero. Um, and, and not so much because he goes on to do things that save the world, but because he made the choice to save himself. Right. Right. He is the hero of his own story, which is why I love Martha so much because she becomes the hero kind of in her own life. And I love that about Mickey. He becomes the hero of his own story. He takes on this entire life and he regenerates himself. Really? He becomes another version of himself. One who is clever and, and ferocious and brave and courageous and willing to enter a romantic relationship with somebody who is worthy of him. Um, and so he becomes for me, Mickey, the hero, and that's who he will be. And we do not accept him as idiot. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yes. Mickey, the now hero. Yes, yes. Yes. So we have given him a new moniker. He is Mickey, the idiot no longer. And I hope that the actor one day uh, hears us say this. We think you're a hero. Yes. We adore you. <laughs> we adore you. In everything you're in. That's right. Yes. All right. I think we have given Mickey his due. Yes. You think? Yes. I think and of so. course, he's going to come up in, in future episodes. Yeah. This is not going to be the only time you ever hear about Mickey from us because we love him. So he'll come up and he'll come up in other discussions too, particularly when we get to discussing Martha um, yes. later on. So, but you'll have to come back to yes. hear our further discussions about Mickey. But for right now, I feel like we have to go, but I don't want to go. I don't want to go. But, but we, we have, have to. to. <laughs> All right. So thank you for listening to Woke Doctor Who. I am Toya. And I'm Eugenia. Bye. Bye. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.